It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I love 40s. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 614 of Locked on Raptors for Monday, December the 2nd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked on Podcast Network. We have team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. whole bunch of NFL stuff for you. If you are a fan of any of the teams that played on Sunday, I don't know what teams played on Sunday, but if you're a fan of them, you know if they did. And you can find that local show on the Locked On Network and uh, subscribe, rate, and review if you want to support it. It's very much appreciated. Uh, and uh, let's get let's get, let's get to it now. We are in the Canadian Tire Center. Or Canadian Coming Tire, live yeah. from the Canadian Tire Suite. Yeah, that's what it is. Not the center. <laughs> it's the suite. Canadian Tire Center is the terrible arena in Ottawa. Uh, the voice you hear making her in-person <laughs> debut on the podcast covering her first game is Katie Heindel. Katie, what's up? <laughs> It's a long day. That's what it is uh, a long day. people do not talk about that side of it. And you got a 6 p.m. game. Yeah, that's true. Like the 8 p.m.s? I there were some 9 p.m.s in the playoffs Ooh. last year, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, they were nightmarish. Yeah, I don't think I'd last. No. I'm fading. But I feel good. <laughs> I feel energized. You're only doing Sunday 6 p.m. games and MLK or like day. Or like a matinee? Yeah, give yeah. me a matinee game. <laughs> that would be my prime time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the game we are referencing, the 6 p.m. start, is the Raptors 130 110 slapping of the Utah Jazz. It was uh, not close. It wasn't even nice. Even a little bit. No, no. it wasn't too nice. Uh, and Katie, <laughs> as someone who was trying to write about Mike Conley, uh, <laughs> would have been, I think, appreciative of a closer game. And technically, it finished a lot closer than it probably should have. It was uh, 77-37 at halftime. The Raptors, <laughs> uh, with their largest ever halftime lead in a game. The Utah Jazz, with their biggest ever halftime deficit. And the eighth largest... Halftime lead in the history of the NBA for a team, which is pretty nuts. Uh, the Raptors, of course, gave up 49 points in the third quarter, mm-hmm. the highest scoring quarter in Jazz history. I mean, yeah, they set a record, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it only got them to within 21 points, and the Raptors pulled out 131-10. Katie, what was your biggest takeaway from your first game as a credentialed reporter? Well... <sighs> <laughs> There's a lot to process, I feel like. Yeah. There is a lot to process. Um... You know, the seats hurt your butt a little bit up uh, up top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this was the biggest source of contention for anybody over the just yeah, bring it it inside. To be. They changed the chairs on press yeah. row. Yeah, I heard a lot about the chairs getting changed. Yeah, that no, seemed yeah. tough for everybody. You never knew the old chairs. No, I didn't. I didn't. It's it's just shame because uh, they were great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think takeaway is just like how wild it is to have like access. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to just be like standing beside guys that you write about uh-huh. a lot. Um, 
and it's way more formalized than the only other time I've had that experience was at Summer League, which yeah. is like a bit of a free for all. Yeah. It's like go talk to that guy in the closet that we turn into the <laughs> locker room, and he'll just be changing while you're interviewing him. Yeah. Um, whereas this is like not like that. Yeah. It's like a content factory from all angles. Yeah. yeah. I loved lurking on the court. Uh-huh. I really loved lurking. Mm-hmm. As I told you earlier, <laughs> my biggest fear was that I would fall down onto the court. <laughs> For in some reason interrupt either the game yeah. or just practicing, just yeah. warm ups. Yeah. Um. But that didn't happen. Thank God. I was. Uh, I had a similar experience. We'll get to the game in a second. I promise. But uh, <laughs> I had a similar experience last week. Matt Thomas was doing a little workout right in front of where I was sitting courtside while we were getting ready for the game and you know doing it for the gram. Mm-hmm. Um. And. <laughs> Thomas was using one of those things with, like, the bungee. Oh, yeah. Um, and was, like, trying to run with it while like, one of the trainers was holding it back Did with it the bungee. Did it go in your eye? No, but I was worried <laughs> that he was going to break it and then fall into me. Oh. <laughs> See, I'd be worried that it would go rogue and, like, bungee around and, like, slap oh, yeah. you in the face. Yeah, no. You thankfully know? not. Take your eye out. Um, my biggest fear is spilling something on the court. That's why I never take a coffee or anything. Like, da- Daniel Reynolds, every crazy. single day, brings a coffee out. Yeah, and it's, Reynolds, uh, like... I guess he's like low-key more chaotic evil than I thought because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that he would do something like that. Yeah. But. I may have been uh, just totally libeling Reynolds and maybe he doesn't do this, but no whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah. the game. The game the itself. Game. The, Man, the Raptors looked good in the first half. They did really look good. They yeah. looked amazing. And yeah. the Jazz, unfortunately, didn't really make it look hard for them to look good. Yeah. Um, even when the Jazz came back, like the thing that I... I mean, I feel real sad for the Jazz. And I did will them to come back, and they came back a you little did. bit. So yeah. it happened, so I'm glad they at least got that. But when they were, like, having a record third quarter and, like, actually playing pretty hard, yeah. it looked like it was fluke against yeah. the Raptors. Well, like, I mean, they scored on, like, 23 of 25 possessions in mm-hmm. the third quarter, and I think they were, like, 9 of 10 from 3. And it didn't look like... Happen. And it didn't look like anything. Yeah. Like, it was not, like markedly interesting it didn't like seem i don't know which is very weird so it's like the raptors like sucked all the flair yeah from their game which is like i guess the 40 points will do that right and like the raptors did not seem like they cared much smotherers Like, and Fred Van Vliet talked about this after the game. He was asked, like, why is it so hard when you're a 40? He's mm-hmm. like, we're human, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Would you want to, like, try hard when you're leading by 40? Probably not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like a momentum thing. I think it was also, like, a pacing thing. Because yeah. the lineups didn't... Well, there was a little bit of a weird lineup time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that at the end of the third? That was at the end of the third, and then Nick, I think, pulled everybody. Yeah, yeah. He. It was weird, because at the start of the fourth, too, he had, like, a like for the first time in a long time where there was no Pascal or Fred on the yeah. floor. And that, to me, was the sim, like the sign that he was not worried at all. Because mm-hmm. you go into the fourth, it's like, we don't need Pascal or Fred. Mm-hmm. Like, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Nigel Williams-Goss isn't going to hurt us. <laughs> I mean, Goss got two shots off. They were both foul, <laughs> foul shots, but he got them. He nailed uh, them. Did you know who Nigel Williams-Goss was before this no game? No idea. Yeah, I think he played for Gonzaga, uh, maybe. But yeah, I wanted to make a Goss Goth joke, but I couldn't <laughs> think of one. So stay tuned for that. I'm hanging out with the Goss kids. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Uh, where, yeah, people are just walking in our suite all the time. Our very, uh, the suite that we paid for. My Canadian it. Tire suite. I paid good money for this. Um, but some notes from the game. We had some guys on the Raptors who had some... I mean, Pascal Siakam came out yeah. Uh, yeah. and just totally wrecked a bunch of dudes. A little behind the curtain. David Locke, the boss man for the podcast network. <laughs> Shout uh, out David Locke. Was chatting with us before the game. And he uh, was talking about Royce O'Neal as the guy who was going to guard Pascal Siakam. He also and got called out by... Joe Ingles. He did get called up by Joe Ingles, yeah. Uh, um, that but, was very memorable to me. Yeah, he was referencing Royce O'Neal as the guy who was going to guard Pascal mm. and was telling stories about how he's just like a brick wall and people who practice against him hate it because he's so strong. Uh, and then Pascal proceeded to Didn't, he busted uh, through the brick drop wall. step his ass yeah. into oblivion about a dozen times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought Pascal in this game was so like one of the best we've ever seen him. Um, yeah. After like the really rough game against the Magic on Friday, he... Like, it, and it was sort of him and Gasol kind of on a string together. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the reason they pulled away so quickly in the first, is because, like, Utah very clearly was scared of Siakam and not scared of Gasol, and, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they were like very liberally sending Gobert as the as the help defender to try to double Siakam, and Siakam was just like, okay, I'm just gonna kick it to Gasol <laughs> in the corner over there with no one's guarding him. I'm gonna kick it up top to Gasol who's cutting in for a dunk. Gasol dunked tonight. Yeah, he dunked, <laughs> and he was really stoked about it. And it wasn't even one of those dunks where he's like under the basket and just like softly like presses no, it in it while touching the rim. Yeah, yeah, it was like a kind of thunderous <laughs> dunk. Um, he should dunk more. I agree. Yeah, and it'll be made easier if Siakam's gonna pass like that because he had a couple like. <laughs> insanely good passes in there uh and it's it i mean siakam has become defense proof because then yeah. they start sending those doubles his way and he's like okay i'll just pull up for three and bogdan Bog- yeah. or Bojan bogdanovich's or like eye breeze or, like do a breezy spin yeah between them yeah and like oscillate them apart yeah <laughs> and then in, in the second quarter they were just like totally eviscerating them with steals they had 11 mm-hmm. steals i think in the first half mm-hmm. <laughs> and like fred talked about that too yeah i thought that was cool he said like well, due to more minutes. Yeah. But I really liked he was like, you know, I got more time to roam around out there. Yeah. I thought, I was like, that's a really good way of putting it because it is, you're kind of creeping around. Yeah. Looking for steals. Guess who had the most steals on the team tonight? Mm. There are two guys who tied. Gasol? No. Oh. He had zero steals. And Fred Damn. only had one. Damn. Uh... Terrence Davis? No, but Damn. we can talk about him later. Yeah. Because he rules. Okay, I'm out. Uh, yeah, no, OG <laughs> had four, and Norm Powell had four steals. Powell? Yeah. Because he kind of had a little bit of a... Not his best shooting night. Yeah, he's 6 of 12. Uh, it's okay. Bad. Yeah. I guess based on his, like... Based, based on last yeah. game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, upped the, he upped the bar for himself. Yeah, he had a couple of Patrick stars in there as well. Shout out to Jimmy uh, for <laughs> commenting on, on one of the uh, for making Raptors the nickname Instagram posts. True. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought Pascal was amazing in this game. And then Fred. Fred was great. 21, 5, 11 on 6 of 10 shooting, 5 of 7 from deep with zero turnovers. And like the thing about it is it didn't really look effortful. Yeah. Um, and these are just sort of like the regular games that we get from him now. Yeah. And like this is not, this is just what you expect from him. Mm-hmm. That's what he said about. He's what he said after the game too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm done proving stuff. Like it's proven. Yeah, it's proven. And now yeah. it's just like every game trying to get a little bit higher. But it also just like it feels like. And tonight it felt very much like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean this because of how poorly the Jazz played. Yeah. For most of the game. Yeah. Uh, but the pressure is off. Yeah. In like a lot of ways, it yeah. feels like there's not the same kind of. Even when like yeah, they gave up the lead a little bit, but mm-hmm. you knew. 
And the Jazz isn't a bad team. That's the thing. No, like they're when good. You, yeah, that's like, so. It's like this was a weird game to be like, yeah. okay, you know, they had such a hard time against the Magic, which still feels very true to like old time Raptors to mm-hmm. me. Um, but like the Jazz should have been a good measure, and I mean, maybe they were because maybe it shows us that yeah. like, oh, yeah, the measure, the measuring is off, and the Raptors have now like, yeah, superseded who was supposed to be like a mirror for them. Yeah. Well, so. What happened before the game is, like, we were talking, I was talking with, like, Joey Cash and a bunch of other people before the game about, like, this is a weird matchup for the Raptors mm-hmm. because they don't have, like, one singular star who they can sell it to stop. Mm-hmm. It's, like, pretty egalitarian. And, yeah, Mitchell's there, but, like, he's not, like, a great passer or anything. You're not really worried no. about him, like, carving you up. and He kind of disappeared a bit, too. Yeah. Like, he, he only really... awesome. Like, he came, they all came back yeah. from the half um, and were kind of, like, playing like them each each of their selves. Yeah. Um, like Conley especially had some pretty sweet Yeah, he was, shots. he was good in the second half. And you kind of saw that like quiet veteran side of him come through. Mm. But otherwise like Donovan Mitchell is just kind of like a non like a non-starter. Mm-hmm. He disappeared a lot. It was just sort of like, oh yeah, is he playing? A lot of times I was like, is he playing right now? Yeah. Oh, he is. But that was the thing is like with that, with that sort of setup, I mean, that's sort of what's hurt them, right? Mm-hmm. Is like they don't really know who to key in on and yeah. then it's just sort of a free-for-all and, and like their whole thing is like, all right, let's give the bad shooters corner threes, but none of their shooters are bad. And yeah. <laughs> so I was expecting this to like frankly not go very well and just... The defense in the first half. What do you feel when you watch the Raptors <laughs> play defense? Because, like, it is... It's stifling. I used to yeah. be, like, so anti-defense. Like, I was like, oh, defense man. in the regular season, who cares? Just no. score a bunch of points. I am, like, defense rules. Well, it's more fun to watch than offense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think, like, the thing with the Raptors is they make it very fun to yeah. watch them play defense because they're, like, very flashy yeah. about it. Like, where they'll still get sometimes tangled up on the offensive end, when yeah. they go in for like a, fl- a real flashy move, like mm-hmm. defense, they just seem it's so intuitive. Yeah, um, and they are not afraid of anybody. Yeah, or like pulling up on anyone. Um, and yeah, I think like they realize it's a weird niche market for them to kind of lock in on that a lot of other teams like do not. Yeah, rely on it as much. And you saw what happened in the like because of like what happened throughout the whole first half. I do feel like that's kind of how they lock the game. Down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm still shocked at how bad the Jazz were on defense. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, and you could see like the first three or four minutes of the game before the Raptors got rolling. Like, they were very clearly worried about Rudy Gobert. Yeah. They're like, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna put up this 18 footer because <laughs> that man is large. Uh, and you know, there was stuff falling short, and they were very clearly bothered <laughs> by that for a sec. But then, as Siakam just like started carving everything up, mm-hmm. it got so easy. And mm-hmm. I just think the Jazz were kind of without answers because I mean there's not really someone who can guard Pascal no there's really not like no. O'Neal didn't stand a chance he doesn't, he's got like you know four inches below he's I mean Siakam's got four inches on him and like Bogdanovich continues the string of Siakam just seeing a white and being like uh, I'm going to destroy you now <laughs> yeah he didn't he didn't know what to do no. I mean even like Joe Ingles, not a small man. No. Like, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, not a small man. Didn't look big. Like, didn't look very large. Yeah. Like, against the Raptors' offense or defense. Which is weird, because there was a game two years ago where the Raptors hosted the Jazz, and it was, like, Rudy Gobert's first game back mm. after, like, a long injury. And they, like, completely punked the Raptors, and Gobert was incredible. Mm. And, and, like, he's kind of always been a bit of a 
a foil for them unless you're DeMar DeRozan dunking on him in crunch time. But. We kind of talked about that before, <laughs> just like how he is a little bit annoying. He screws how yeah. he screws with you. You yeah. don't get to play the same way. But Nurse, to his credit, after the game was like, "Well, we're not going to not go to the rim." I yeah. mean, He's yeah. still like we still have to do that. Otherwise, we're not going to get the shots we want. Yeah. And to their credit, like you can see, they were very scared still. <laughs> and, like there were a couple times where Fred, like, got it, got the corner on his guy, mm-hmm. and then realized Gobert was hanging near the rim and was like, "I'm just gonna dribble through the paint and yeah. right on through <laughs> to the other side." But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's coaching, right? Like to be able to like know so. what's up with a defense and like being able to. Because, like, the Jazz are not an easy team to figure out. They're no. really, like, their offense kind of stinks. They're, like, 21, 21 in offense coming in. But their defense is really good. And, and for the Raptors to just, like, carve it up so easily is I mean, I think it's co- coaching and, like, practice, right? Yeah. Like, coaching and then intuition, which comes from practice. It's mm-hmm. like, And you could see them sort of doing this throughout the beginning of the first, just kind of, like, testing. Yeah. Like, prodding a little bit to yeah. see where they, okay, like, yeah they weren't really approaching Gobert directly at all yeah. uh, until they realized they could and nothing was going to happen. So it was really just like, yeah, they, they, well, I think they probably expected a lot more resistance mm-hmm. and the Jazz did not give it to them and mm-hmm. then they just took that and ran with it. Huge credit to Marcus Gasol for hitting all those threes in the first quarter though. Man, that, the he, Gasol game. <laughs> he had 11 <laughs> points in the first quarter. Guess how many he finished with? 11. Oh. <laughs> um, I was counting the dunk as a separate point. Yeah, but it, was, it, yeah. it should be worth extra. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, did you have a, a different Raptor? In this? I mean, oh, we should talk about Serge Ibaka. Ibaka came back today. Ibaka First came time back. Out, uh, back and in a the, while. the cheers were oh, deafening. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It that was, was like, we hadn't seen that, that guy in years. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that, frankly. Like, I figured it'd be loud, but it was like... It was super... It was like yeah. playoff, like playoff kind of loud. It was like when Josh Richardson missed those three free three throws yeah. last week loud. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> um... But yeah, what did you think of Ibaka in his first game back? Good. I mean, he didn't really play too much. Well, yeah. he actually, yeah, he did. They, they yeah, left he kind of played in the fourth. They left him in yeah. in the fourth. That's what I was just going to say. Because I wanted to say how the Raptors don't really have a garbage time lineup anymore. Yeah. Because everybody's good. Yeah. And, and then, or injured. Or injured. Yeah. <laughs> but Ibaka playing with the, those guys, I didn't actually mind it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought he was great. I thought he looked good. I thought he, he didn't seem as kind of like out of practice. Yeah. Or, like, he had to get back into the swing of things. It only took him, as, like, a quarter and a half to yeah, really figure it out. Yeah, right? he, yeah. like, he, he got the feel for it, like, pretty quick. Um, so that's good because, like, you know, when you've seen these this team play <laughs> yeah. for the last, like, three weeks, mm-hmm. and now you think, okay, now we get we get he's kind of, back. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, a more refined version of Boucher, mm-hmm. where, like, he just comes in and kind of knows. Like, it's I not as chaotic. I Boucher today. Oh, you miss, yeah. I miss, like, him having as many minutes. Well, he played, he, he only had one stat yeah. acquired. It was a rebound, <laughs> and, of course, it was an offensive rebound. Um, and, yeah, you miss that, like, chaos a little bit. And yeah. I wonder if there are some ways where they can kind of work Boucher in as, like, a fourth big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough because Rondé's been so good, and he's also kind of playing the mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. And Rondé... You can clearly see in the third when things were kind of getting away from the Raptors a little bit, 
Nurse pulled the plug pretty quickly on OG and was like, all right, Rondé, get in there. He's yeah. kind of like the dude who fixes things. Yeah, he's Band-a- a fixer. Band-Aid Hollis Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a new nickname, considering we don't remember any of our nicknames. No, I don't remember any of people. the ones that we Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like... I, oh, it was Rondé Hollis Jeopardy, which is still fitting. Yeah, Because totally. it's like you want him in when you just need something. Yeah. Um, but you don't know what. Yeah, but I, I thought... A Bach in particular with that bench lineup was uh, was nice. Like I think they started the second with Fred Abaka and like OG sort of anchoring mm-hmm. a lineup, and then there's mm-hmm. some guys in there. And yeah, I'm not sure how you get Boucher in there, but uh, that was sort of the run where they completely blew it open at the yeah. start of the second with yes. that bench unit out there, and not even Pascal on the floor. Um, so that's encouraging that Abaka could kind of just like slot back mm-hmm. in there. There was no like weirdness with the lack of chaos. In, in Boucher, it's almost there's a. I think playing our like Ronde with Abaka might sort of find balance in yeah. the chaos a little bit. Yeah. Because with both of them out there, it's like stressful it get, almost. Yeah. yeah. It, can, it can get. It, yeah. It spirals real fast. <laughs> uh, what did you think of when Ronde crossed over uh, Mike Conley and then drained a mid range jump shot in his face? I mean, I didn't like it. <laughs> For my new. One of my new favorite, <laughs> kindest players, Mike Conley. Yeah, Conley's a beauty, isn't he? Yeah. What a kind man. <laughs> a gentle energy. Like, I can't... Like, I wanted to just embrace him. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, they're going to arrest me. If, <laughs> if I try that, I'm going to get kicked out of here real quick. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I liked it. It yeah. was, like, pretty rude and nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, Conley... Gasol observations in their oh yeah well back and forth tonight yeah like he I thought like and I don't know maybe Conley thought this too but I asked him what like if he chatted with Mark before and like you know mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to playing with him again he's like yeah you know for sure and then he said specifically that Gasol told him he he had a couple like nasty I think he said like nasty or like tough screens ready for him <laughs> and Mike was very like I'm looking forward to those but I don't think he really looked forward to all of them because no. there were some real decked, yeah. rough ones yeah I think it was in maybe it was in the the second or the third but what no it was probably the third because I believe right after that we stopped seeing it as much of Conley yeah. as we were yeah. I think they were like okay that's fine for you because <laughs> um, he went down like yeah. he like kind of tripped up and then like between Mark's legs and then Mark just like also hit him yeah like with his whole body and then Mark kept going but Conley fell down. I, watching those two like interact, I was out like sitting courtside when they I caught the video of their first hug. Oh, suit, presumably, where was I? Sitting, I don't know. Oh, you had just no. left, and I was just sitting there like Damn creeping. It. And I caught their first hug, <laughs> presumably since they both left Memphis. Um, that's rough. And, no, he's, they, he said they went for dinner. Oh, that's right. They went for dinner last night. Yeah. Um, where did they go for dinner? I don't know. Where do you think they go? Where, where should they have gone for dinner? Does Marc Gasol go to, like, the cool, like, Spanish restaurants? I can't tell if Gasol is, like, a... Like, would he go to Bar Isabel, you know? Yeah, I can't he... tell if he's, like, a like a foodie or just, like, a, a trash food person. Yeah, he could like, be both. I think yeah. depending on the day. Yeah. Um, Marc Gasol was speaking Spanish to a Spanish interview crew yeah. when Nurse was done his scrum. And I just froze in my steps and stared at him. <laughs> Seriously, watching him... <laughs> I blocked him... the door for many yeah. people. <laughs> watching him and Conley interact makes me so jealous that like people in Memphis got to root for them yeah, together for I know. how long? Like, yeah. What a likable team. They are. But Tony Allen and Zach Randolph, too. Like, It was a likable team. Yeah. But... I like Gasol. I like having just Gasol too. Yeah, I mean Gasol <laughs> rules. He's uh, what did he say in the uh, 
He was asked about the third quarter, and he's like, yeah, just select all, delete, throw in the trash. Oh, yes. <laughs> of, the, of the, what was it, like them giving up all those points? Yeah. I also think he <laughs> called his dunk and intentionally uh, did this as a pun, remarkable. Yes. Yeah. I think that happened also. He was feeling good. Yeah. He was wearing those fuzzy sweatpants. Can we talk about his sweatpants for a second? This weird jacket with like spray, like look like hand spray painted. His sweatpants Silver looked sleeves. like the bottom of like a mascot of like they were some like sort fun of jungle for, cat. I think they were yeah. fun, but like controlled. But they were for. Nike. Yeah, they were Nike yeah. brand name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, controlled. They were like the that kind of like I can't think of the name, but it's like it's not quite shearling, but it's like the the everybody's wearing these jackets now. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like teddy bear fabric, <laughs> but he was wearing them on his pants. Yeah. Um, and they were very baggy. They seriously looked like the fitted on the bottom ankles. Of, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the, like Blaze the Trail Cat? The, yeah. <laughs> the Blazers mascot. Yep. Yep. There's pants. I mean, it's mascot for sure. It's like mascot fabric. Uh-huh. That, that's definitely what they cut them from. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he felt he was feeling good in them. <laughs> he was feeling real sassy. Yeah. Uh, any other last thoughts or notes on this game? Terrence Davis was really good. Terrence Davis was good again, and I feel like more and more. One, I do think, did he just play the whole game? Uh, he played 23 minutes. Okay, because yeah. in my mind, I was like, guess he's played 45 minutes. <laughs> but it seemed real. Like yeah. I don't, I wasn't being exaggerative. Um, but more and more, I do feel like the idea of him just being this kind of like Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. has come true. I know you say like Rondé's kind of a fixer, yeah. but I feel like where Rondé fixes, Terrence Davis will just do everything in real time. Yeah, he. I think there might not be another guy for whom I'm more sure his threes are going in mm-hmm. when he steps into them. Mm-hmm. Because like you can almost hear his foot like clap against the floor when he steps it's into them. It. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. super intentional. Yeah. No, I just like he... It's weird because you're not like, oh, the Raptors are such a low-energy team or there's a shortage of guys who like give energy when they play. Yeah. Like, they're all extremely fun to watch. But then you have Terrence Davis and you're like, oh, but I really love watching like yeah. his energy and I like am looking to see like what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like... His energy is kind of controlled too. In yeah. that it's not it's not like Ronde where he's just like falling all, all over yes. the place. Yeah. Uh, but he like saves it for little bursts of just like I'm gonna go blow by this dude right now. Yeah. Or throw this wild ass pass here. And you never know. This like you yeah. never know what like what yeah. move he's gonna pull up with. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. He's awesome. God. He's great. It's I was stri- stricken, struck, strucken, stroked, struck, <laughs> striked tonight by uh, like it's Don- not striked, <laughs> struck. <laughs> I was striked. I was striked, strikened. At the baseball game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was, that word, the tonight. Lines. Yeah. Um, by, this is like the second time in a couple of weeks, there was the game against the Hornets, where like Michael K. Gilchrist was playing garbage time, and it was depressing as hell. Oh, yeah. And this time around, it was Dante Exum, a former lottery pick, playing garbage time against Terrence Davis, and yeah. being clearly not as good as Terrence Davis. No. Those were sad minutes for the Jazz. They were. Yeah, those were not... We did get Boss Davis, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Ed Davis feelings, thoughts? I had someone ask me um, to... Or someone who said I should thank him. (laughs) If I had the opportunity tonight, but I did not. I feel really bad, because I don't really remember any one Ed Davis moment. I just remember him being just very steady. Maybe that's the appeal of Ed Davis. Yeah, I think so. But there's no, like, oh, yeah, there's that time Ed Davis did that thing. No, and I think the team was much different. Yeah. It wasn't, like, this kind of explosive. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. (laughs) So it was sort of, like, steadiness was appreciated at that time, Mm -hmm. because if you could be reliable, you know, that's, like, that's what was needed. Yeah. Um, Nice to see him. Wish he got 
better minutes. Yeah, he only played 13. He probably could have filled in a little bit more. Yeah. But it was garbage time for the last I know. while of this game. <laughs> Boy. Emmanuel Moutier is another one of the Dante Exum tier. I think that's the same draft. I forgot about Moutier until yeah. they were like, he's in. I'm like, oh, well, right. Cool. Let's just amass all of the worst players from that one draft I on know. our team. I was trying to, as soon as they said that, I was like, what did he do this summer? Because I remember looking at his Instagram yeah. a lot for summer vacation watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was one of six in this game. Oh, uh, man. And who are the Jazz playing tomorrow? The Sixers. Ooh. On a back-to-back. Well, the Sixers have not been so good. Uh, I mean, their only loss in the last, like, ten is to the Raptors. Oh. Which is a really fun thing that's, like, starting to happen now. Yeah. Like, all these teams that have been very good. Like, the Lakers have won, like, ten in a row, and their last loss was to the Raptors. It's because they dropped. They've, like, dropped in the standings, yeah. right? They're, yeah. like, sixth or something. Yeah. Um, that's why I thought they're doing bad. But they're not. Everyone is just doing well. <laughs> yeah. Final question here for you, Katie. Mm-hmm. We can wrap this up. Uh, where do you predict that the Raptors will be in the ESPN power rankings tomorrow? They were 11th last week. Oh, true. The Jazz were 7th. The Sixers were, I think, 3rd or 4th. Yeah. Uh, and the Raptors have won every game this week and blown teams out in all of them except Don't for the Magic like game. Don't you feel like that's kind of a, like a Steve Jabby situation where the person writing those power rankings is trapped in a room somewhere yeah. and only getting fed these like weeks-old algorithms? <laughs> so they're like, mm, this seems correct. Because I don't think you could have watched like the last week. Yeah. Uh, or even, I mean, two weeks, frankly. Yeah. Uh, let's let's have them at because they're not really going to jump them up too high. Yeah, my theory is that they're still going to be at like eighth because. All right. It, it is good for their clip yeah. business to have the Raptors low because Raptors fans they they, they engage they must know baby that. they engage yeah, they're like we can't have them ever going top five yeah um actually we'd probably engage more because we'd be like if we're in top five then yeah like, I mean in theory they three? should be top five considering they've won seven in a row and are fifteen and four and have the yeah uh, I believe after tonight. Uh, very clearly the second best net rating and maybe the best net rating and also the best defense in the league All probably right. after tonight. So you said eight and I, I'll say six. So we'll go over yeah. under. We'll see who's correct. Okay, yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone listening can hear the dripping faucet. There is a dripping faucet. Because I think that would be extremely funny. But I, maybe the mic is not so sensitive. Canadian Tire needs a plumber to come into their yeah, suite. Yeah, come on, get in yeah. here. Uh... If you're no, of all the suites to have a plumbing the, issue, this would be the one. I don't think they're paying for the utilities. I wonder. Yeah, no. It's more of a Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Uh, horrible, horrible. The bu- floor butler. warping. Yeah. The, the, the blood. They're probably going to get the Spurs bat somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's going to do it. I got to catch a bus. Katie, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast for the first time in person. First time in person. Hell yeah! The uh, Canadian Tire Suite. Yeah, uh, that's, they've hosted three podcasts now. Damn. Damn heroes. You gotta give them cred. I have called them out. They don't sponsor the podcast, but I've given Canadian Tire free advertising three times. So, thanks, Canadian Tire. Uh, Yeah, that's gonna do it. Katie, got anything you wanna plug? Um, yeah. um, (laughs) No, not yet. But I do have something very, pretty big uh, driving this week. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, basketball feelings as well. Yeah, thanks, Hoop Talks Sean. newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> basketball feelings. Please subscribe. Hoop Talks newsletter. Please subscribe. Gonna have something about my sweet new friend Mike Conley. Excellent. Coming soon. Fantastic. Yeah. 
uh, at whatevs on Twitter. I am at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review this podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. Check out the Lockdown Podcast Network. Also, it's December first, so I'm going to keep hammering. We the Champs is a Christmas gift idea. Go buy it for your friends or whatever. Uh, you have a Secret Santa at work, twenty dollars limit. Guess what? The book is under twenty dollars. There you go. Perfect. Uh, that's buy as many as the Raptors are in power rankings on any given week. Yes. Buy eleven copies. Unless for they're their one last week. Yeah. yeah. Then just. Then don't get one. Then just buy 30. We'll get one if you want. <laughs> buy 29 for all of the teams they're better than. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.